Good morning, everyone. Yeah, thanks for all the birthday wishes. It's really been a special day and a special weekend. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually quite a privilege to share God's word on, on, on my birthday. Um, didn't plan it. <laughs> um, well, I did allocate myself for this slot, but I didn't plan it um, years ago. Um, but yeah, so it's just great to, to share. I do believe this morning God is wanting to do something of a commissioning for us and commission us. And if you look at the definition of the word commission, it is to um, appoint someone into a place of authority or rank or to appoint something or someone in a place of a working condition. And I do believe God wants to commission us, appoint us into a place where we really activate ourselves and we serve the way that he intends us to serve in the church and in this nation and in the nations of the world. Um, you'll know that one of our overriding focuses or, or prophetic thrusts that God has given us is our neighbors and our nations. And um, I shared early on with the leaders that I do believe that something that shouldn't just be a focus or a, like a little tagline, but it should really be part of our very nature, part of the fabric of who we are as a church, that we for the neighbors and the nations. And what it really comes down to is that we'll be people that will reach out, but not just reach out, but disciple those around us and the nations. God is really, I do believe there's a call to discipleship. Jesus in Matthew 28 says, I'm sending you out to go and make disciples of all the nations, teaching them to obey everything I've taught you. And there's something that I believe that that was for the disciples there, teaching others to obey. And then they themselves, as they obey, need to teach others to obey. And so we've got that responsibility on us as well, as disciples of the Lord Jesus, to follow him, but also to teach others to obey. And it's for every single one of us. And I trust that there'd be a stirring of that in our hearts this morning. We were aware as elders the past week. And um, I, normally I sit and I try to pick up what is the Spirit of God saying in this time? Because it's a time with Andrew and the team that leads us as a church or a field. And so I'm trying to pick up what is the direction God has given them. Because we want to put all our energy in that direction. Because that what is, ultimately we've prayed us a lot, we've shared us a lot. Jesus is building His church. So we want to be where he is, and if he's in this thrust, we want to be in that slipstream, because that's what he's busy doing, and we can't have a fancy tagline or a vision, and it's not what he's doing. We need to be where he is, and so trying to pick up what the Spirit is saying, and it's actually much similar to what we've been feeling, um, and I want to just kind of like share some of those prophetic pictures um, that were shared during that time, because I believe it's relevant to us, because we're part of this church. And you weren't necessarily in, that, in those meetings, but I do believe it's applicable to us. And this morning, in one way, we've had some good, solid Bible teaching of light, but this morning would almost be like a prophetic encouragement to us, a prophetic word to us. And I trust that I'll be able to lead us into response um, as, we, as we respond to God. So this morning, I'm going to speak about enlarging. I believe there's a call from God to us that we would enlarge. And I'm going to look at three prophetic words, a tent, a wave, and the willing servant. So those are the three prophetic pictures we're going to look at. So the first one is in Genesis 24. There's this picture where Abram is of age, old age. I think he was a couple of hundred at that point. Um, and so he, was knowing, he knew that his end would come soon. And he wanted to get a wife for his son Isaac. And he called his servant 
and he asked him to go find him, to go find his son a bride, go find his son a wife. And so he sent out, he called the servant, and then he sent out the servant. And we're going to pick up there where he called um, the servant out from verse 9. So the servant put his hand under his thigh of his master Abram and swore an oath to him concerning this matter. Then the servant left, taking with him ten of his master's camels, loaded with all kinds of good things from his master. He set out for Aram Nairam and made his way to the town of Nahor. So this is Slav Sukfrau. Um, so the servant is out. He's going to look for a wife. He had the camels um, kneel down near uh, the well outside the town. It was toward evening, the time the women go out to draw water. Oh, sorry. That's right. Then he prayed, Lord God, my master, Abram, um, of my master, Abram, make me successful today and show kindness to my master, Abram. See, I am standing beside the spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I when I say, may it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, drink, and, I will, and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. But this I will know that you have shown kindness to your master. Before I had finished praying, Rebecca came out with her jar on her, sh- on her shoulder. And here's a picture of the servant going out to look for a, a bride for Abram's son, Isaac. He goes, he responds. There's a picture where he puts his hand under Abram's fire. There's a picture of, this is my commitment, this is my oath. And he goes, he prays, and then the Lord provides. And this was a prophetic picture that came out. And the, the thrust was that God is calling us to go and ready his bride. Like Abram called out his servant, we are the servant that God is calling to go fetch and ready the bride for his son. And that's our call as we sit here. Other picture was that of a tsunami coming, and um, it was a picture of, of this massive wave coming, and we saw the wave, and normally the first thing you want to do is you want to run to a place of height, to the highest place, to avoid this tsunami. And the person saw that this tsunami was actually a wave of people coming. And we shouldn't run to the highest point to, to avoid this wave. This wave was actually from God. And there was actually a call to jump in the wave and become part of the wave because God is wanting to send people into the nation and the nations like a tsunami wave. And the call was don't run away. The call was run into the wave. And so there was these two prophetic pictures for the church to go and ready his bride, but also to get into the wave of what God is wanting to do now. And you might sit here and you might think, okay, cool, that's great. It was the elders' time. The call was for the elders. But it wasn't just for the elders. It was for the whole church. The school of discipleship is for the whole church, absolutely everyone. And if you look in um, 1 Peter 2 verse 9, Peter writes here to the church and he says, You are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you are not a people, but now you are the people of God. We are a chosen people to proclaim, to declare his praises. 
I think much of the church today kind of like lands in that place, like I'm a chosen, I'm chosen, I'm his special possession. And much of our affirmation theology through the church lets you focus on that place. But we're a chosen people for something, to proclaim praises, all of us. We're a royal priesthood, a people belonging to God for a purpose, to go, to proclaim his praises. And I do feel this morning that the Lord is wanting to establish the why we are chosen. The Bible says you'll receive power from on high to be my witnesses. We receive power. Why? To be witnesses. I'll be with you to the ends of the earth. Why? So we can go make disciples. And there's something of the why that God wants to come and rekindle in us. We're not just people that receive power. We're not just be comforted by the fact that he's with us. We're not just a special people, but there's a reason why we are. That's so that we can go and proclaim his praises. So that we can be witnesses and testify of what he's done and make disciples, every one of us. Every single one of us. I saw a meme the other day. Um, Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And yes, they say the message Bible says, never going to let you go. Never going to let you. <laughs> How does that song go? Like that. <laughs> so he's called us for the... And um, the, the picture that I have is, is, is uh, the question is, how do we position ourselves? And I think it's much like I, I got a Leatherman as a gift yesterday that was quite significant. Um, I had this example that I prepared and then I got the Leatherman, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's amazing. But you know, some people carry a Leatherman on their belt. They carry it with them the whole time. And I felt the Lord said, that is how we should position ourselves as a church. We should have that Leatherman. We should always be ready. Because someone that carries that Leatherman on their belt doesn't use it every single day. But when they need it, they are prepared. When they're called upon, they are ready, and they've got something to give. And that's how we should position ourselves, like a person with a leather man. We're ready. It speaks of one of the ways we wage spiritual war is the readiness that comes of the gospel of peace. And we need to be ready. And there's, there's, a, there's a call for us to position ourselves and say, God, I desire to reach my neighbors and the nations. Every single one of us. It's just for the elders. And I want to say it's for the elders as well. We should have a burning desire to reach our neighbors, to disciple our neighbors, and disciple our nations. There should be a burning desire. And if there's not a burning desire in your heart right now, it's okay. We can repent and say, God, here I am. Set me on fire. Here I am, God. Come and fill me with power from an eye. Because if he fills you, that desire will come. But there's a, there's a call for all of us to have a desire so that he can commission us, so that we're ready at any given time. There's a, a, a chapter in Isaiah 54. It speaks about enlarging our tent. And we've just heard, if you were at the gathering yesterday, you would have heard our Joshian is expanding and growing. And we're no longer just going to be, in one sense, a local church in South Africa, but we're expanding across boundaries. And in a sense, becoming something of a field. And there's a growth and there's enlargement taking place. But I want to say for each one of you here, God is wanting to enlarge you as well. As the church is enlarging, God is wanting to enlarge you. 
Enlarge your capacity for Him. Enlarge your influence in this community and in the nations. God's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for willing people. Willing people. You saw people stand here in front that's going to Russia. Not everyone here was perfect. I'm not perfect. Not everyone here is, um, will have elo eloquence when they go and minister, but they are willing. And God uses willing people as they present their loaves and their fishes. And so the encouragement is that we would enlarge. It says here, sing, O barren woman, you who have never born a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who are never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman um, than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, and you'll spread out to the right and to the left. And there's this picture here of this tent that needs to be enlarged, but the instruction the instruction was that you should enlarge and you should stretch and for us that is the instruction this morning is will you be willing to make room will you be willing to stretch out for God to use you will you make room how do we enlarge I want to share with you three things that I believe that we can do to enlarge and make space for God uh, we recently cleaned out our garage. It was quite an exercise. And the amazing thing, we, kind of, we didn't build additional place. We didn't expand physically. But just by cleaning out, <laughs> there's more space available. And I do believe that for some of us, we need to deal with things that's, that's hindering us from running our race. We should deal with things so that we can create space for God to come and fill. He wants to fill us, but some of us are holding on to things that will make us ineffective in the kingdom. Let them go. Let them go. The first thing is we should pray. We should pray. So just want to share with you, I do believe this enlargement that God wants to do, especially in the area of discipleship. How do we disciple people? Just invite them into your life. Just invite them into your life and share with them what God has done in you. And teach them to obey, just as you are obeying Christ. I want to tell you, some of you, God is sending people that's getting saved. There's a young man that responded to the gospel this morning. Where are you, sir? There's, there's someone that responded. They're at the back. He responded to the gospel. Someone needs to pick up their stake and stretch out their take curtain wide and say, God, I'm making space. I'm stretching. Because there's someone here that needs to get to know you. There's someone here that needs to be taught how to walk with you. I'll stretch wide to make room for him and to help him to follow you. Who will stretch out to help someone like him? There's more people coming, and all of us should say, I'm willing to stretch out to help someone follow Jesus. It starts with prayer. How do we stretch? Start with praying and say, God, give me someone. I once saw a movie of a guy that went to go save people that was um, in the army. He ran into the battlefield to save people. Some of you might have seen that movie. And his prayer was the whole time, God, give me one more. Give me one more. God is sending the mores. He's sending the ones. Well, you say, God, here I am. I'm going to stretch wide and make room in my life. 
I want to reach my community. I want to reach the nations. God, I want to start by praying. So you'll give me a desire, and I'm going to start praying for opportunity. And I'll start praying for a person. I'll start praying for a nation. Some people here that's going to Russia just started praying for a nation. And God said, okay, now's your time. Go. It starts with prayer. How do we reach our community? How do we disciple our community? We start by praying. In a couple of weeks' time, we're going to give you a little bookmarking community. And there you can write on the name of a person or a nation. I want to encourage you to do that. And let's start praying. Is as we're praying, God enlarge our hearts. How do we enlarge? The second thing is we obey. We obey God radically. As we obey, we start to enlarge and start to grow. There's a scripture in Psalm 119. It says, I will run the full course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. I'll run the full course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. And there's enlarging that takes place if we obey him. Some of you, if you settle, you die. (laughs) We need to be advancing people because Jesus is advancing. And some of us are struggling with issues because we're simply just not obeying. We don't need another prayer time. We don't need a psychologist. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Please hear me. But some of us are struggling because we're not obeying the truth. And some of us would grow and expand and be able to be people that would reach this community and the nations if we just yield and obey to truth. We need to be people led by the Spirit and obey as the Spirit leads us. But God has also given us a word with clear instruction, and we need to yield and obey. May we be a people obeying. I want to share with you something. I met with Brian Anderson a couple of months ago, last year at one point. And as we were speaking, I could pick up that he was feeling God nudging his heart to enlarge. And I could see how he was busy enlarging. He bought a book, How to Reach Muslim People. And he devoured that book. And what did he do? He started positioning himself. Got the leather man clipped on. And he just made himself available and said, God, use me. Use me. I'll reach people. I'll reach Muslims for you, Jesus. And what I saw was growth that took place in his life. Because he made space. He started to obey. If he didn't do it, he might not have grown as much as he's grown. Brian has been opening up his life and just submitting and obeying God. And I've seen Brian grow in ways that is incredible. And he's picking up. And now what's happening is Brian started to obey and make room. And now he's becoming, he's growing in authority in the life of this church. And now he's helping us with pastoral matters. Six months ago he didn't. But because he made space, because he stretched out his curtains, and he made room, God started to fill. And now he's stepping up, and he's actually helping us make disciples, dealing with pastoral matters. And you'll see him emerging, emerging more in the life of this church, because Brian is making room and obeying God as he walks with them. Be like Brian. (laughs) Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. There's a man that you can truly imitate. Because he's following Christ. And there's, there's certain limitations, there's certain challenges that he shares. But amidst that, 
He's making room. Don't let your challenges be a limitation. I want to tell you that God is calling us to make disciples in our storm seasons and in our good seasons. And lastly, how do we enlarge? Pray, obey, and participate. Participate. P-O-P, pop. How do we enlarge? We pop. (laughs) Pray, obey, and participate. Get involved. Get involved. Get involved in things that we are doing in the life of the church and community. If there's a localized outreach and your community is going to another congregation, don't go to do a picnic at the beach that weekend. Put your picnic aside. Go with your community and serve. Why? Because we're a people with a mandate to make disciples of all nations. Hey, but Kevin, I'm not going to have the mic. I'm not going to preach. Witness the goodness of Jesus in your life to the people there. You're a royal priesthood. Proclaim his praises when you're there. But let's be a going people. Let's be a willing servant that will ready his bride. Amen? Amen. If there's a call for a nation, don't just like, ah, oh, that's not for me. It's for all of us. And you not, not, might not be going on this one, but there should be a desire. Say, God, is that one for me? <laughs> it shouldn't be like, uh, if God wakes me up, then no, 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 God, is this one? I'm always ready. There should be a readiness in all of us. Elders, deacons, community leaders, saints. There should be a readiness for us to go and make disciples. Here and then in the nations of the world. It's not always going to be comfortable. When it's stretching and growth, it's uncomfortable. We're going to Russia now. It's super uncomfortable for us. (laughs) It's not a time that we want to go. We need to organize our kids. They're going to stay with people here. It's uncomfortable. We're using some of our finances and finances that we could have used elsewhere. And it's okay because I know God has provided for Lizaldi, but we sold some stuff and we did stuff to have the finances because there was a sense that we needed to go. And so we put certain luxuries and, and things aside and preferences and comforts. We push that aside and say, God, we will go to minus 30 degrees conditions. <laughs> And we will set that place on fire. We'll heat that place up. But we will go. And I'm not going because I'm an elder. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going because there's a clear mandate and a call from God in scriptures and prophetically for our congregation that we need to go, reach our neighbors, reach the nations, and make disciples of our neighbors and our nations. Twelve years ago, there was an outreach to Russia. Um, in our congregation, we prayed for people, and there was a lady that didn't have finances. I didn't feel to go in that outreach, but I was saving for something, and I felt the Lord said, I was nearly there with my savings. I was not necessarily making ready for the thin cows. I was just wanting to buy an iPad. Um, and so I was saving, and I felt the Lord said, go and give that to the lady on the Russia outreach. She needed finances. And I sowed that. And in one way, that was my involvement in that outreach. Twelve years later, we're going, and she's part of that team, the lady that we sowed into the back then. So sometimes we're involved that way. Sometimes we're involved in praying. Because we're going to need prayer. We're going to need prayer. Us and the team, we're going to need prayer. And that can be your involvement, but there needs to be a desire. And there needs to be a readiness. And the day that God says, yeah, I want to send you, then we are ready to go. 
If you don't have finances now, and you're feeling, okay, but that's my constraint. I'm just trying to make ends meet. The call is just for willingness. And that is the call. And you might still have a roof over your head. You can open that house and say, I only have toast and marmite. But come, let's share life together. Let's worship God together. I want to pull you in. I want to invite you to come into our house so you can fellowship with us. So you can be discipled in a true community. So open up your home. Open up your life. Use what you've got. The only thing we don't have is an excuse. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing for life and godliness. Let's make ourselves available. Amen? So I want to carry on further. I wanted to just share this as a prophetic thrust that I do believe God is expanding Josh in, into the nation, this nation. You heard about all those church plants. Why do we go plant churches? Because of this call. Why do people relocate to a different town? Because of this call. Why are we going beyond boundaries? Because of this call. Will you respond today and say, Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing. I'll position myself. I'll start praying. I'll start praying for the people in this congregation. I'll start praying for the people in our community. And I'll start praying for a nation. I'll radically obey you, Lord. And I'll start participating. I'll start participating. And open up my life for the many that you're going to send. And the many that you've already sent. Our church is growing. But we need people that's been here for years. Maybe you that's here six months, new, to respond to the call and say, God, use me. I want to end with this story. There was a, a politician, a British politician. His name was um, Charles Fran Francis Adams, 19th century politician. And he wrote in his diary, they, didn't, they went out fishing, him and his son. And he wrote in his diary, went out fishing, didn't catch anything, what a waste of a day. They happened to find his son's diary as well. His son was called Brooke Adams. They happened to find the son's diary. And in his son's diary, he wrote, went out fishing. The best day of my life. The father was focused on the task ahead and the fact that they failed in one degree. The son was enjoying the father while they were on the boat fishing. As you make yourself available, you won't always find success. You'll reach out, people will reject you. You'll open up your home and you'll feel no one opening their home to you. But don't get caught up on that. Be captivated by the one that you're doing it with. Be captivated by the one that's called you, that's with you on this journey. The psalmist said, I've set you before me. I've set my sights on you. And as God calls us, will we be willing and set our sights on him? Whether it's difficult, whether it's uncomfortable, let's always remember who we're doing it with. Amen? Ingrid, can you come up and I just want to lead us in a prayer. Oskok, you can come.
Can we close our eyes and maybe just stand to our feet as we land this meeting? I shared earlier on that I do feel this is a, something of a commissioning this morning. God is wanting to commission us and we need to respond and say, Lord, I'm here, I'm willing. And if that is you, would you respond with me this morning? To say, here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am, Lord, use me. Would you respond this morning and just stretch out the tent curtains? Would you stretch out and make room for God? If that's you, don't you just want to raise your hand with me and say, God, use me. Use me here in this community. Use me in the nations of the world, Lord. Use me. Use me. I want to stretch out this morning. And I do believe there's some of you that God is going to call this year still to step out and go into nations. And it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to look at your circumstances and think, hey, I've got kids and it's, the, and, and it's there's so many excuses. But I do believe God is going to call you in those times. And would you be willing to say, God, here I am. Would you be willing? There's some of you that's going to need to start opening up your home and say, God, I'm going to make space for people to come in. And I'm going to share my life. I'm going to proclaim your praises. I'm going to witness to them. Would you open up your home? And so God, as we respond with our arms lifted high, Lord, we want to say, here we are. Here we are, send us, Lord. Here we are, use us, Lord. We are willing, just like that servant went out and he put his hands under Abraham's thigh. We want to, in a sense, respond and say, God, we are yielding, we are submitting, we're responding. We are here for you, Lord. Send us out. Send us out. Use us here in our community. Use us tomorrow. Use us next week. Use us next month. Use us to the end of our days, Lord. To the ends of the earth. Use us, Lord. In Jesus' name. And I pray now as everyone is responding, God, and with their arms raised out, would you come now? And would you come and fill them with your spirit, God? Those who are lacking in desire, those who are lacking in desire, would you come and fill them now? In the name of Jesus Christ, spirit, breathe over those, God, whose flame is dying, Lord. Breathe over that flame and rekindle a new desire. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Breathe, spirit of God. Breathe.